Alright. <clears throat> this is Visceral's Podcast, episode 76. Woo! <laughs> 1976. Yeah, it's the year that he got Nixon up. But, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Keep doing these Nixon things. Yeah, yeah, you got something with Nixon. <laughs> 74. What's happening there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What happened in 1976? It was, uh, oh, it was the bi- bicentennial. The U.S. They, that's when they printed those $2 bills. It's still in circulation, I think. Did they? Uh, yeah, they did the $2 bills to celebrate the bicentennial. Huh. I did not know that. Look at you with these facts. Fun facts. Yep. Do you remember coming across those in, like, middle school, high school? No, uh, I the only memory I have come across those uh, was like three or four years ago in Portland, Oregon. What what was that? Um, you get they are notorious, notoriously used at the Portland, Oregon strip clubs. Really? So so I felt a little bit of judgment when I paid for something with a two dollar bill at the IKEA. The, I like locked <laughs> eyes with the cashier, and she was like, "Mm-hmm." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she put on like a late put on a latex glove before she accepted it. Maybe. <laughs> um, what were you doing yeah. in Portland? Oh, just wasting time before Rebind my flight because it. No, I was with a friend and he was a. Uh, he was dropping me off at the airport, but we were super early. And he's like, uh, "Do you want to go and just IKEA is like." across this like across the highway it was like oh, you want to okay. go eat something at the ikea cafeteria i was like all right no problem <laughs> so we just hung out in ikea had some lunch and then i got on my flight and got rid of my two dollar bills right huh I, yeah i didn't know that i guess the wow why, why i wonder why that is like because then if that is a thing like famously portland has tons of script clubs and if they're hoarding all the $2 bills over there, they might all be in Portland. They might be. That's really the only place I've, like, I thought that they were, like, so rare. And it was, like, you know, amazing whenever somebody showed me one. It's like, look at this. I got this $2 bill in my wallet. <laughs> hey, my dad, my dad gave it to me. Yeah, like, all this shit. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And then I went to Portland, and they were everywhere. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, raining two dollar bills in portland okay good to know just jot that down strip club okay uh this was the gmail.com got the instagrams going nuts um so at this realist uh let's get right into trifling in nyc um uh, why don't you do yours first? Um, no, I'm, let me do mine first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. No, uh, so I'll do a quick. Um, yeah. See, you and I were at this uh, roof deck hotel party, some boutique hotel. Uh huh. And uh, we were sitting. We met met some new people. Um, we were sitting on the. They had these couches laid out and against the wall. Um, and th- I was talking to this older couple, uh, they were visiting from upstate New York, um, 
I guess probably up. Oh yeah, up around the Hudson area. I think they're from Hudson. Um, oh yeah, I forgot they mentioned that. We were talking right. about like when you used to do that summer share thing. Yeah. Um, up up in Hudson. Um, and anyway, they were perfectly pleasant. They're doing the whole thing where it's like, oh, you young people, it's you know, enjoy your youth while you can. That, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and we were, and there were some other people we were chatting to, some, some, well, some young, younger people. And anyway, as they got up, they eventually got up to leave the older couple and the woman, she, as she's passing by me, we'd already said our goodbyes. She was, she was, she she was to my left and you were to my right. So I'd already turned back to get in on the conversation you were having and as she walks by me, she does this move where she grabs the underside, doesn't grab, but she sort of puts, rubs her hand on the underside of my chin and my neck <laughs> on her way out, like in a really casual, like sort of smooth move. And it really freaked me out um, because first of all, first and foremost, I don't like anybody touching my neck um, in any context. Um, which, you know, come, has come up in, in my dating life uh, a number of times. Um, but this was, it was just really weird because, like, she hadn't been, like, flirting with me or anything as we were talking. Her husband was right there. And he probably saw her do this, too, because he was behind her walking out. And it's just like, I was like, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this. I do have a beard, so I don't know if she just wanted to, like feel the fuzzy beard what do you think um i really don't know it was completely strange she had given like <laughs> no strange vibes or anything before that yeah and then just that that neck touch like why you, were you watching did you see her do it yeah i was completely disturbed <laughs> i was i was laughing because it happened to you <laughs> but yeah what would you have done if she did it to you I have no idea. I probably would have just like gone home and had to like, <laughs> <laughs> take a shower, <laughs> contemplate my life. Like, oh, what the hell? What the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was really weird. Yeah, it was just it was just bizarre. And also, it's like it's in New York, sort of an unwritten rules: don't touch anybody that you don't know or that you're not like. I don't know, like good friends, like don't be touching people that you just. <laughs> I think that's a good rule. <laughs> like no touching, you know. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's just like it, like I would I would be totally fine if it was like just a pat on the shoulder, you know, like take care, like you know, like oh, you remind yeah. me, of my, you remind me of my son. You even that, okay, that's. Mm, Okay, that's not creepy. That's fine. Um, but just like this, like seductive, like and, and, just, it, and it happened like so suddenly and just out of completely out of the blue. Yeah, and it's and it's just an odd. <clears throat> it's an odd place to do that. To odd place on my body because <laughs> she would have had to. She would have had to sort of contort her hand in in a sort of uncomfortable way to do it. Sort of like nuzzling the underside of my chin 
<laughs> Stroking. <laughs> I don't know. Like it really threw it really threw my my whole vibe off. Oh man. It was it was completely strange. Yeah. Uh, never yeah. seen anything like that. I, I yeah, I'll say I, I've never encountered that with anybody entire time I've been in New York. Yeah, a stranger. I mean, I guess you technically weren't strangers anymore. I mean, we but... talked for maybe 30, 30 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. So, yeah, still not enough for them to, you know, she doesn't get that level of privilege. Yeah, exactly. It's probably just so, just, I don't know if she, if she'd say like, I don't know, she, she saw me, she got super turned on. She's trying to like process that. I don't know what they what they did when they got back to their room. If they went straight back to the room, I assume they did. <coughs> That's one way of reading it. I mean, you know, I, what was interesting is I was completely left out because she did some other touch to um, the woman that the other woman we were talking to. Remember what? I don't yeah. remember what that touch was. I didn't see it. They, she gave like a hug. It was like a hug or something. And then I was ignored. And then she <laughs> said goodbye, goodbye to you. And then with with the rub, with the neck rub. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that she had hugged somebody else. Yeah, it was like a normal goodbye to her. Yeah. But then so, okay, so normal goodbye to her. Looks at you. Mm-hmm. Nods her head. Goes over right, to me. Moves along. <laughs> And the seductive chin, chin rub. Okay. Uh huh. Well, that is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Was, she might have gotten killed later that night. She's going around hugging people in New York. A dangerous proposition. <laughs> Careful out there. Yeah. Come, come, come home alive, as, as they used to say on the wire. Uh, okay, well, why don't we get into your thing? As I understand your incident happened relatively recently. Yeah, mine wasn't like a big incident. It was just like a, a curiosity. And I didn't get an explanation from this guy. So I went <laughs> um, and went to a mutual friend of ours. He was having some people over at his apartment. And he um, insists that everyone take their shoes off when they come in. Right. And I, I generally do. I do the same in my apartment too. Right. Um, but for some reason, I think he goes so far as to say, no bare feet as well. I haven't been there for that. Huh. But I did notice that everyone was wearing socks. And then when one person left, she took off her socks and thanked him for letting her wear the socks to borrow he's the got, socks. And then put loner socks. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's no bare feet as well. I don't know what all the rules are. But I just know I always take off my shoes. And I'm always wearing socks. So I don't have to worry about it. But there was another guy there, and he was—he just kept talking about his socks. Oh, I got my white socks, all this. I was like, all right, man, cool, cool. And then he says, you know, I had these socks in my pocket. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, said yeah, yeah. You? Yeah, he said, yeah. I was like, he what are you talking about? I had socks in my... People could hear it. I don't think anyone else... Maybe he had already explained this to everyone because I was the last person to arrive. Right. No one else. Maybe no one else was interested. Um, right. That would make that would make a lot of sense. I don't know what shoes he was wearing, but he, he said he wasn't wearing socks. But when he came, he took off the shoes and put on the socks. I said, "So you just carry socks in your pocket?" And then he said, then he said "Yeah." 
I carry I carry around a pair of socks in my pocket. I said, why not just wear the socks <laughs> instead uh, of carrying them yeah, around? You, you keyed in on something. Yeah, a key a key point there is you usually. <laughs> Socks would be on the feet to start, so you wouldn't really have the need for the for the pocket socks. Yeah, but I, I never got to the bottom of it because I just kept asking him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give me. A, he really wouldn't answer my question. He would either get distracted and start talking about someone else, talk to someone else, <laughs> or he just kept saying, "Yeah, I got pocket socks." I'm like, but why? <laughs> why? Like, I needed to know why. And he wouldn't oh, answer. Man. It. I love that. Like, yeah, that's like the key part. Like, a, that's that's almost like that's a screenwriting trip or trope. Is like <laughs> right before you get to the key question with the key answer, there's something, some kind of distraction that comes in. Like, you know, a pretty lady, young lady walks in front of in front of you both, and you get off topic, or the doorbell will ring right at the right when he's about to explain. So I don't, I don't know. I never got let an me, explanation. Let me, let me. You got something? You got this, an idea? Yes. Uh, <laughs> was this guy? Did, was did he look fairly stylish? Generally, I guess. Yeah. So, because I know this mutual friend of ours, and I, he's in this sort of sort of in the fashion, and you know, he likes you know looking good, sort of dressing pretty clean. Um, so I assume his friend is similar in that way. Um, you're you're sort of similar in that well that way as well. And this is all. Relative. But you gotta wear you gotta, you gotta wear socks in the summer. You feet be hot. Well, yeah. oh, you know about that. Well, I, well, I'd say first of all, that's probably why he he has this sock policy in his apartment is because he doesn't want sweaty feet on <laughs> his wooden floor because that'll get into the wood and you gotta mop it up. It wouldn't. It'll get into the wood grain because there's. You see, there's oh, oils. This is so good. You got oils on the skin. <laughs> you got those see, swamp feet walking around on your, <laughs> on your floor. You need special cleaning products to, to really get it out. So I I could see him doing that. That that I think is the explanation for our mutual friend. As far as this other guy, I, my assumption is that. There, it is sort of a look to wear shoes, like stylish shoes. I'm picturing boat shoes uh, with no socks, you know? True, true. And maybe even rolling up the bottom of the, the, the pant cuff. Um, it's just a look. It's sort of, you know, a stylish sort of look. Uh, that's why I asked. So, but then there is still the question of like, okay, if you have that look you to to be carrying around socks you'd have to sort of expect that you would go someplace where you would need to take off your shoes because presumably he doesn't walk around his own home with with socks in his pocket right unless like i don't know maybe he had taken the socks off at some point during the day and just decided to put them in his pocket Ooh. see that i mean that would be See that's gross because <laughs> it's gonna because then your stock's gonna have all your foot juice on on them and then you get in your you get in your, you get in your pockets. That's the foot juice. <laughs> the foot juice is gonna be rub, rubbing around and sloshing around in your pocket. So anything you put in there, like keys, I don't know, some loose change, dollar bills, wallets. That's gonna the, the foot foot juice is gonna transfer over to them, and again you need specialized cleaning products to destroy the foot juice, the swamp foot, etc. 
because of the oils? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm going to agree with you that that's kind of gross too, to take <laughs> them off and then put them in your pocket and yeah. just roll with that. Right. <laughs> Have a pair of funky socks in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, also, this guy's got loner socks, apparently, so you wouldn't, if you know you're hanging I mean, out not- with him. <laughs> loner you know. socks? He just got socks in the apartment. <laughs> that he's loaning out. Well, I don't think they're, like, specifically for guests. I have a sense that they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, again, he's got, like, he's got a bunch of shoes, too. He's got that shoe rack. Right by the door, he does. That's true. Um, it's fine. Um, anyway, yeah, that's. I mean, this is all pure speculation on my part. I don't. I don't know. Carrying around sock, pocket socks, telling people that you're carrying around pocket socks as opposed to just he was he was casually. like really happy about it. Yeah, see, that's weird. And they were just regular white socks. Yeah, like white ankle socks. Yeah, th- I mean, those are like super basic like is if i could see if they're like argyle or like i don't know if they had like some kind of streetwear brand with like maybe like a like a winnie the pooh smoking weed decal on the side or something like that um Dang, that's real winnie the pooh doesn't it seems like something a streetwear brand would do <laughs> probably yeah um okay well um let's let's move on uh next segment so we're sort of in you know the doldrums as far as uh you know tv shows etc that a lot of a lot of good ones that are hiatus looking forward to succession coming back in august yeah um you know the sports that we tend to uh prefer or also on hiatus I baseball is I've been trying to get into baseball um this guy Bueller on the Dodgers that I was trying to be a fan of but like it's it's I'm forcing like it's like it's like I know being, I've been in, I've been impressed with your determination to become baseball fan <laughs> I just need some fucking sports <clears throat> in my life and uh like I'm trying it's like eating fucking lima beans trying to be a baseball fan like seriously um yeah they get make it so boring so i mean earlier today i was just like i i was i pulled up on youtube like <laughs> the rose bowl from like 2018 that was the baker mayfield oklahoma versus dang because <laughs> it was a great game but like i needed some some good sports in my life was it even, even okay. a state game? Anyway, so, but we do have our, our, perennial, our sort of perennial topics that we could do, and we should probably get back to doing a conspiracy segment as well. Those are, those are a lot of fun. We get good responses on those. Um, but we're going get, to get into um, one, of, one of my favorite segments. It's the zombie escape plan segment. Um, <laughs> we did one last, last episode. I got two just like straight banger scenarios to investigate um so let's get right into it i'll i'll read what i sent you the first scenario are you ready yes 
Okay. Okay, so uh, this one, the zombie apocalypse is in full swing, and you're on your own trying to make your way towards a big city on foot. You're going through the woods to have as much cover as possible. Your equipment is a backpack uh, with basic supplies, mostly just food and water. Uh, and you, and you, as your weapon, you have one of those mini sledgehammers. Uh, you, you you know what that what I'm talking about there, right? Sort of. Uh, like a foot long, but it's, it's a hammer. <clears throat> but it's got like the big sledgehammer head on it. I think it's you're usually like a weighted plastic in the in the head. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Anyway, you come across <clears throat> a small a small clearing. Where a big oh, okay, that's that's what I had in mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you come across a big clearing, or sorry, a, a small clearing in, where a big pit has been dug into the ground. Uh, it's rectangular, it's about 15 feet deep, and then 20 foot by 20 foot uh, square, a big square pit. And at the bottom of the pit, you see about 10 slow-moving zombies... Uh, and at the bottom of the pit and up against the wall, there's a big wooden door that has one of those big locking bolts from an old castle. So there's a big wooden stake that that's locks locks the door from the outside. Yeah. Uh, the, the zombies are congregating around the door. And you hear what sounds like uh, normal, non-zombie human voices coming from it, from inside the door every so often. Right. Now... You're on your way to the city. You've come across this unexpectedly. Do you investigate and try to help, try to open that door on the chance that there's people trapped inside? What do you think? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it depends on a lot of things. Um, first decision, are you, are you going to try to make your your way down there to try to open the door. See, that, that's the first problem. Pro- I mean, re- ideally, like, I would want to, but mm-hmm. I got to battle 10 zombies just to open that door. Well, probably, yeah. It's not a huge pit. I mean, 20 foot by 20 foot is decent sized, but... I mean, this has clearly been dug by by some group of people too. If that's there's that to consider, you know, is this some sort of makeshift jail? Are the people inside maybe do they deserve to be locked away? Makeshift jail. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Um, well, I, I, I I really don't think I would go in there. So you're not. Going I mean, there. most likely not. Like what. Well, what would be in it for me? Probably nothing. <laughs> well, well, helping people, but I, I yes, I, I, on your, on your I, I understand all of that, but <laughs> <laughs> I know this is why I'm like, it depends on like how long have I been out there on my own, right? Um, but you still I'm have probably. So you're right. Well- so you think about this. Like at this point, if I've survived this long, I'm probably like my mindset has changed, right? So I'm probably uh, in a more of a like, you know, I got to survive. Like, I would pro- most likely just keep it moving unless I could like somehow lure the zombies into climbing up the ladder. But I don't, I don't no, think no they're ladder. able to do that. No oh, I thought you said there was a ladder. Oh, no, no ladder. 
Wait, for some reason I thought I read a letter in the email. Oh, then absolutely, I'm not, no. <laughs> no way. Well, okay, yeah, no, no what am I, am I? Am I jumping down 15 feet into a well, pit of zombies? <laughs> I mean, when you describe it like that, yes, it sounds sort of suicidal. <laughs> right, do I have a death wish? I'm like, ugh. Try to test myself if I can survive this. Jump on their heads like Mario. Goombas. <laughs> <laughs> that would be out. pretty. That would be pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I could, if I jumped right on one's head, eliminate him right away, and then just start ha- and then <laughs> hammering the rest. Zombies. Yeah, you have the hammer. <laughs> I, I mean, I could probably take them out, but that sounds risky. Then how do I get out of the hole? question right i mean and then uh, yeah i mean the, the the door is it's only locked from the outside and it's only one of those bolts so you just have to lift it out it's not like you'd have to deal with any right i i yeah it seems easy for me to help them right well maybe i just like come up with something if i have like a rope or something to open the door from the outside from the top that sounds like a, uh. a whole lot too but maybe I do that, just open it up, and then they'd be on their own, like, figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least giving them a fighting chance. Yeah. But then there's a reason they're in there. But maybe somebody was just being rude to them and locked them in. But that would, what would be, be the, rude. But, what yeah. would be the point of locking them in if they were just being rude and they, were, they did nothing wrong? Unless they went in there to lock... <sighs> So, you, so yeah, there's a lot of questions you'd have about the scenario. It's pretty weird. It's clearly been orchestrated in this way that's sort of, you know, you know, dangerous. Clearly, uh, torturous in a way. Uh huh. But not super torturous. Mm, no, I, mean, <clears throat> I could think of yeah, I could think of worse tortures than that. Right. You're just locked in. I mean, technically, they don't even need the, need the zombies to put you in the jail. You're, you're locked in a room with the door closed. <laughs> right? Yeah, in I a mean, way, like, assuming that it is a jail setup, uh, yeah, if, if there's no way out, I mean, for the people in, in there, they could maybe try to dig their way, just dig the other way. Try to try to dig an, oh, dig okay. an incline right. to to get out, but maybe I don't know. They're they're injured or they're just older. So you're, yeah, I'm probably not going down there. Not, it's too big of a risk. You, you'd have to. Well, yeah. So you're so you're not you're not going. Is that, is that right? No, I I I it's. It's way too big of a risk, and without knowing the payoff, without knowing the benefit of going down there. Like even if I, if it works and I open the door, and then they like fucking shoot me in the face. I'm like, oh, this was great. (laughs) Take take all my stuff. After you've been shot in the face, you're like, oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not my stuff. In the in the one millisecond you're still alive after being shot in the face, like just generally disappointed, like oh that's rude. Yeah, you know, it's like man, 
disappointed right then. Oh, my mini hammer. My mini sledgehammer. <laughs> I really wanted to bash some... Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, I think for me, uh, I think I would I would at least take some time to th- try to think if there was any way to, to help. Right? Okay. And so, since you're in the middle of a forest... My immediate thought would be, uh, so getting getting myself down there, because yeah, like your your rope and rope scenario is probably the safest if you're able to if you have a rope. Yeah, to try and to try to yeah to sort of attach a hook or fashion a hook to it, and then use that to to lift off the uh, the bolt. Right. So maybe that, but then like. Uh... Well, my you, you, the sledgehammer is my only weapon. Yes. Well, in okay. anything in the forest. Yeah. So I mean, I I think. Well, a if if you can if you can hear them, they can they would be able to hear you if you yell at them. So I might try to start talking to them. Hmm. Say, which would certainly attract attention to the zombies, but they can't get to me. And it doesn't really matter since, you know, they're in the pit. So I might try talking to them, say, hey, why are you in there? That would be my first, like, what's going on? <laughs> why are you in there? Yeah. <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're just going to believe them, whatever they say? Well, yeah, I mean, presumably all they're going to say is help us get out of here. Right. Uh, yeah, and, you know, but... I sort of know that going into it, so I, you know, I don't need to talk to them to to, to get that that bit of info. In any case, um, I, I think I think the only thing, if you can get, so getting down there, I think all you need to do is get just a really big, sturdy piece of wood, like a big branch, which you know, say you're in a forest, there's all different types of trees, and you could probably get a big, sturdy enough branch. It's you know that you can just lay, you know, essentially form like a pole that's resting against one of the side walls, and just okay. shimmy down that. And presumably, if if you as long as you keep the zombies away from it, you'd be able to climb back up it if if need be to get out. Right? You sort of you sort that of, sounds risky to me, but yes, in oh, theory, all this risky. could work. It's definitely risky. I'm just thinking about just like the physical logistics of first of getting down there and potentially getting out safely yourself. So then uh, assuming you're able to get down there, you have the problem of the 10 zombies. Yeah. Um, Sledgehammer is a good weapon in a zombie apocalypse. It's a decent one. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Because you could probably take them out just just a quick bash to the head problem is 10 zombies in a small confined space is is pretty dangerous yeah as we as we know from the 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 earlier scenario where we had three zombies in a big room you had to be alive for 12 hours and you know you famously came up with the log roll strategy which which i told other people about and they usually find it pretty hilarious Listeners, go back to listen to that. I think it's like episode 72. The log roll is fantastic. 
Uh, I just want to see see you do that. <laughs> but uh, then I would get real dizzy too. I wouldn't like that. That would, yeah, you'd be disoriented. Um, yeah. Anyway, <sighs> I mean, I guess if you were, well, if you've been battle, if you've been in the z- zombie apocalypse for a, a while, you'd be used to fighting zombies. So you, you might be might be able to do it. Ten is doable. Just bash, just bashing brains. Knocking them over. I think I think the um, riskiest part is getting in there. That's when you're most vulnerable. Getting getting down into the pit, probably. Yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, if you oh well, yeah, what am I? Okay, if you because if you can find a branch that's big, big and sturdy enough to support your weight and get down there, I think you you first of all just use that or other similar branches to just poke them in the head or knock them in the head from from the safety of the, the top of the pit or just get some rocks just get a big enough rock hmm. and just stone them I mean throw them a, down it would take a while probably but if you if you just got big enough rocks just chuck them at their heads you if you had if you had access to I mean I guess in a forest there's probably not many big rocks just lying around but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, throw, like, it could take a couple hundred throws, but, you know, it's doable. Huh. I, that's not a bad idea either. Yeah, if you had something to throw down there. I thought about that, too. If I had something long enough, like some kind of lance to just, like, poke them yeah. all, like, stab them all in the head. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be the, e- the easiest, quickest way. Right. Um, although... Yeah, if the pole had to be like fifteen feet, like that—that's pretty unwieldy. That's like the, like a pole vaulter's thing. Like those things, it's just hard to get leverage on it and move it quick enough to go through a zombie brain. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how long they've been zombifying, I guess. You know? Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so, zombifying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's doable. In any case, I think the, the point is... So you, wait, 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 so you're saying you would go down? I think if, I think yes, I think if uh, I was able to take, I would say, I would stipulate that I would need to be able to safely take out the zombies before going down there. I'd like have to take them all out before going down there. Because, yeah, now okay. that I think about it, I don't want to be in a pit with 10 zombies, even with at full strength uh, with the hammer. I yeah. Don't, I don't, that's, I don't, it's, that's just ab- above my tolerance. If it was one zombie, sure. I got the mini sledgehammer, fine. 10 is just too many. Yeah, man. All right, all it takes is one slip up. Yep. One Skip mistake. It. It's over. Um, but I think I would at least, I would at least take, some time to think about it and try to engage actually now that i think about it i don't know if i if i talk to them because if if i if i talk to them and say hey what's going on and then i'm like hey you know sorry guys like i thought about this and logistically there's just no way of doing this so i I gotta move along (laughs) and then hearing those screams and getting cursed out probably and yeah like, that would that would be worse that would that would definitely affect my morale as i'm trying to make agreed um so you would be quiet observe try to figure it out and then like 
then make your decision of yeah. probably not helping. Yeah. I'd also be concerned about the people who set up this this trap or whatever. Right. Maybe it's a trap for you. Yeah, exactly. It, it could be, or they could be, there could be someone stationed nearby. Um, mm -hmm. There could, someone could come back from, you know, wherever they're based at any time. Um, yeah, I guess the, the jail idea, it does make sense too, right? Because they're like, all right, if they somehow manage to get out of this, whatever right. that room, then the right. zombies are there and the hole is there. Right. So they yeah, can't good, get away. It's yeah. a good jail for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I think I would take some time to think about it, but I'd probably, I'd probably come to the same determination that you, you would have, that it was just too risky. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, I feel bad because you're like, fuck, I'm leaving, <laughs> leaving people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and the other thing is like with, with the zombie apocalypse, like people, regular people are also potentially dangerous. So. Right. You, you know, that's the, you have you no could, idea the type of person that's going to be in there. Exactly. You could spend all this time, spend hours chucking rocks at these zombies, poking them with the thing, shimming down a pole open the door and they could rush you immediately beat you up take your backpack go up the pole pull the pole up leave you leave you there dang you know <laughs> like leaving you bloody and huddled in the corner like yeah you know they spit on you mm. well they spit on me <laughs> just be yeah nah, just be know, disappointed in yourself there's some bad assholes out out here. So, yeah, I think that's another reason for not helping. Yeah, well, yeah, you made you made it this far on your own. Exactly. Let's just keep going. Yeah, keep moving. Okay. Well, so I think at least with that one, our our chance odds of survival in this scenario are pretty high because we would just avoid it. Easy, easy to avoid. Yeah. So. This is the just keep it moving yeah. decision. <laughs> the keep it moving strategy? <laughs> Mind your business strategy? That's right. Mind your business. Mind your business method, yeah. <laughs> Especially in New York, that's a good, good survival method. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, All that is. Okay. So let's, let's move into scenario number two. Uh, now, this is a fast zombie scenario. <sighs> 28 days later variety. Fast moving, aggressive, strong. Watch out. Okay. So um, in this scenario, you've been holed up in a, in a Midwestern suburb, suburban house by yourself six months you haven't seen any regular people in roughly two months so people have all kind of died out or left um, there's scattered fast-moving zombies outside of your house every now and then um, you 
I got you breathing pretty hard there. I was? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this scenario is giving me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> really? Is <that> <laughs> breathing really hard. I think it all starts with the fast moving and strong, man. Oh, I what? do not like that at oh, all. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I remember that from when we did the fast zombies at, at the office. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so you've been surviving because <laughs> Okay, you've been surviving because with the outbreak happening, I'm also laughing at what I'm about to read in the scenario. Oh, this part is good. I like this. <laughs> you've been <laughs> Okay, okay. You've been surviving because when the <laughs> you can't even, you can't even finish the scenario. But surviving because when the outbreak happened, you discovered that you have telekinetic powers. However, you can only use them for roughly an hour. Because <laughs> if you use them much, <laughs> if you use them much longer, you get a huge headache, and are in danger of passing out, and and you have to rest for about ten minutes in order to recharge. <laughs> so, oh boy. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you like turned into Professor Xavier from the Logan movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So early on, you use them a couple times to force to sort of push away any zombies that you that approach you. So, you, so basically, you were able to make some successful supply runs uh, just by using your telekinetic powers. If they run up on you, you just push them out of the way, right, with your powers. And you, you can only use your powers consistently for about an hour. And then you start getting a huge headache. You're in danger of passing out. Okay, that's a key part. Um, but you've, gotten, you've done a bunch of supply runs. You're really well stocked up food and water at the house. You've been posted up there for there for six months, though, six months on your own. And then one day, all of a sudden, uh, U.S. military armored caravan... Uh, pulls up, mm-hmm. pulls into the neighborhood, parks, let's say one one house down. So not right in front of your house, but just in the house to the right. Um, and it's full of roughly 20 fully armed Marines uh, that start hopping out and start, inve- sort of inve- start to investigate, look around. Uh, presumably for survivors, but maybe not. Uh, and you've been a pro, you've been alone for six months. Key part there. Uh, are you gonna pro- do you approach them or what do you do? What's the game plan? Um, it's it's tricky, but I think, like you know, like we discussed in the previous scenario, you you don't know what people have turned into, right? Right. The, who they who they've become in this in this new reality. Um, yeah, I mean, well, in, in 28 days later, for a good example, you know, there is the military compound, but, you know, it's later, they turn out to be like pretty terrible people and mm-hmm. try to try to start some kind of breeding regimen with the, with the two women that are in Killian Murphy's, uh, outfit, um, which, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, basically, basically just nonstop horror um, that him and his friends are in, are in for, and luckily they escape. So, yeah, so, you know, ostensibly, 
you know, Marines are there to help, but, you know, as we've seen in a lot of zombie movies, etc., like the military, they can, they can turn, you know, a bunch of, bunch of, you know, aggressive guys with guns can turn bad. Um, if it's in their interest. But you do have this power, you, you know, so you, it's very, very powerful. So you have that. You've used it by by six months. You you're pretty well experienced in using it. Pretty well. So you know. Are you gonna? I guess the key question is: Are you gonna approach them? And try to you know? You can hold up six months just on completely on your own. So you know, human contact. True. Um, this is a tricky one for me. I've been. Mulling this over, I think I, I think I, first concern. I think I approach them. I just don't know. It's it's just a a large group of people with that type of uh, firepower and and power. However, like I don't know, and and training. I guess if yeah, from house to house too. You you notice this eventually while you're thinking about it that you notice them start going to house to house, kicking in the doors and looking around. And killing zombies? Uh, no. At this point, there's only scattered zombies around. But yeah, if they, if say one runs up, they yeah, they just shoot him in the head. Uh, they, I now, mean, they haven't I made probably... any announcement or anything. Like they haven't, they have not said, they haven't said anything to anybody. So it's not like they've said, "Are there any survivors? Please come. We're offering assistance." Nothing like that. They're just kicking in um, the Yeah, I would probably go out. So you're going I, wouldn't want my, I wouldn't want my door kicked in. Right. I yeah. know that. That would be a huge um, concern. Right. So I would I would probably approach them and try to try to talk to them to what see you, see what's happening with them. Like, hey guys, basically like can I join your group or what are you doing? Right. Like what? What are you guys doing here? Is there a base somewhere? The army's st- army's still around. You know, <laughs> one of those types of questions. Like, right. there's still somebody that's like kind of in charge or something. Right. Um. I don't know. I think that they wouldn't. Realistically, just me being who I am, I don't think they would have that much interest in me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this is gonna sound real negative to myself, but like, I'll have. <laughs> I'll have that much to offer them, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, what do I have? I'm, I realistically, like, I'm just another mouth to feed, unless uh, I have, yeah. unless I have something that like is very valuable. I don't think that they would necessarily kill me. They'd probably just be like, "Man, whatever. We didn't. Well, no, you can't come with us." You're overlooking. Or maybe you, you maybe you can a, come with us. You do have the telekinetic powers, I would try. Yeah, but I'm not sharing that with. I'm not sharing that with them. Okay, so you're not you're not even gonna you're not gonna flex on them, powers. No, not unless they attack me. Okay, so you're keeping that close to the vest. Now, is that? Oh, you have to. Is that is it? Are you concerned? What what would the concern be there of showing them? Um, they might try to try to use me for my powers. But how are they gonna get you with a few of your powers? Like yeah, that's a lot of them. Well, they okay, true. Um, I would use my powers, but then okay, so I do that, but then I would have to to leave immediately. 
right? So I'd have to find somewhere else to go because then they just wake up. I can't stay there. They know where I am. So, so you're using your powers to do what then? Like knock them out? I would have to. Not kill them. Whoa. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> so you're... <laughs> so you're advocating I use my powers just to kill them all? Well, well, if there's a concern that when they, quote, wake up, they would get on your ass, like, well, you know, if you kill them, then they never wake up. Dang. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I'm not okay. saying, okay, this is your, your thing, so I'll let you... Yeah, you're right. My, like, if, if, they, if they do make some sort of, like, aggressive movements towards me, then I might, right. I would ha- definitely have to defend myself. I don't know if I would go so far as to kill, but... Right. But honestly, you probably... You know, you bring up a good point. I, you probably would have to, because if I don't kill them, then I have to establish myself somewhere else. I'd have to leave, right. like, immediately. So, yeah, they would probably have to die. However, at the same time, if they die, um, let's just say they're part of a larger group, those people are probably going to be looking for them. And I'm going to have to deal with those people coming to me now, looking for them. Right. So you'd probably have to leave anyway. Right. But I would have their weapons and their stuff, oh, their yeah. supplies, their their whatever, their caravan, their vans, or whatever they're riding in. So I would have that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. mm, I would still probably approach them in a nice way and just be like, hey, just try to find out. Okay. Now, yeah. If, if, but if you do approach them and they say, uh. You know, sir, nice to meet you. Um, we have a camp set up. We're just looking for survivors. We're, you know, we're it's a secure bunker. We're trying to build out population, get the, get civilization started again. Do you, are you going to believe them and just go along with it? <sighs> Another good question, because, you know, they, they, they might just be cannibals trying to eat me, too. Um, yeah, and you know, this is all tricky. This is the same reason that I didn't want to open that door and help those other people because you don't know what kind of people are down there. Right. So at this point, six months in, and I haven't seen anybody in two months, like you're sort of just desperate for some kind of human contact. So that yeah. might drive me to reach out to them. However, mm-hmm. like fear and concern for my own safety would lead me to the maybe just run and hide like if i went out like through the back of the house and like doubled back on them went into a house that they already searched and then like come back around or something but i don't like the fact that they would break my front door then i have to fix the door but (laughs) (laughs) do you know how to fix a a broken door that's been busted off its hinges it would depend how severely it was damaged but yeah that would piss me off you think you could do it um I could I could figure something out that it would be sealed. I I don't think I could repair it so that it actually worked properly. Right. Um I could probably just put it so that it's blocking the entrance, which is the main, you know, the bigger point. Yeah. And then you go in and out through the window. Yeah. As needed. Okay. Um so I still I guess I haven't really answered. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I've, I've given like, I've given both scenarios. So um seems like ultimately you are gonna approach them. Is that what you're saying? Well end of the day. 
because well go ahead is, is that the case i probably will even though it's like and just take your chances with i like, think i would feel more comfortable approaching like one or two people than like a group of 10 armed men like uh i don't know right so maybe wait yeah I, I guess, um, yeah, I guess if you go out with, like, your, your arms raised, like, hello, whatever. I mean, so I, it, it doesn't seem like you're factoring in the telekinesis. No, I haven't factored it in at all. Because you, you primarily want to keep that a secret, only to be used in emergencies. Is that right? right. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, good luck with them. Um, Thanks. They're almost certainly going to eat you, kill you and eat you. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I, I am definitely using, I'm definitely showing off my, my powers. Like the powers are going to factor in in a big way. Um, because, yeah, I know that two months without seeing anybody i would i would be desperate like my desperation for human contact would definitely you know overrule any concern but especially given that i have the telekinetic powers like i think i'd go out first thing i would do is just lift all their guns in the air like out of their arms into the air and just throw them like you know 400 feet away so they're unarmed like that would be the first step Okay. Just so they know what time it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, not like not like in a in a show show off way, right? Like just like I want to make it clear. I just don't want to be shot, basically, because you know, with a even with telekinetic powers, like if someone gets to jump on you, they shoot you in the head. That's it, right? Um. Yeah. So you, what's your goal of doing that? Just to show them how powerful you are? No, no. It's just to disarm them. Okay. And be, because that's the thing. I'd want to completely disarm them immediately. And the only way to do that would be by showing off my telekinetic powers. I mean, I, I guess in theory, I wouldn't have to go out there to do it. I could like be hiding, peeking out the window, doing it that way. Then, True. then, then coming out of my house and saying, "Hey guys, what's up?" Okay, I mean, right, I, and then be secret to it. I mean, I assume they, they would immediately it. suspect that I had something to do with the, all their guns flying through the air immediately before showing up. Uh, I don't see why not. You could, mm. yeah, keep going. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's just the key part. It was just, just disarming them because I wouldn't want them to have that, you know. I mean, having a bunch of guns is like they have all the leverage. And that's... They you know, do. I'd, I'd want to have a more even playing field before because I would want to talk to them. I would definitely want to sort of feel them out, like get some intel on what's been going on. Clearly, they're doing okay. You know, if they have gas for this truck, if they have, you know, guns and bullets and stuff, like they're they're doing good. So, and again, like I, I would want some human contact at some point, uh, and they're probably pretty secure wherever they are, you know, even if, 
you know, ostensibly. But also, like, I think in real life, like, most people aren't evil as they're portrayed. Like, most people just want to get on with their life and just have a regular, as regular as possible life. So I think the first instinct would be to keep society going as much as possible. So I'd say it's more likely that whatever setup they have is a decent one. You know, okay. structure, like structure and rule of law is really important, you know, and, and most people crave it and seek it out. And so I, I, I would assume that they would be okay. It's just, I would want them to know, I think I would want them to know that I have telekinetic powers. Well, fuck, maybe not because like if, if they ever catch me when I'm asleep, I do feel like they'd, they'd be scared and they'd try to like. I guess probably try to kill me because oh shit they wouldn't have any capability of like really studying me like that's the thing is like you know there's the classic trope of like you know if there were mutants like the x-men today like they'd just be studied by the government or whatever but in the zombie apocalypse that they don't have the wherewithal like to set up like remote research laboratories and like have like people in lab <laughs> studying you because the everything else like all that shit isn't as important as just basic survival so they wouldn't see how big of a threat i would be i and that if you know if they tied me up or put me in a jail obviously i'll escape immediately so right so the only way to neutralize me would be to kill me so uh, well, so I don't, you know, so it would like, be unless you like made it abundantly clear that like you you uh, you would have to make sure that they weren't scared of you. You know, you, you don't want them to fear you, but right, yeah. I mean, I could tell them like, look, I just your guns are just over there. I just while we have this conversation, I didn't want you to have them. You can go back and get them when we're done talking. But I don't know. I, I feel like it, it would. It, it's too. I feel like I'm supported with you in that I would hide it as much as possible because once they know, once the cat's out of the bag, like you still got to live with them for years. Like at some point, someone's gonna get jealous or scared and start planning on plotting on you. Yeah, probably. So I don't know. Maybe it would be better to just. So then, is it? Would it be better? I mean, the, this power is almost a burden in a way because because of all the stuff we just talked about, but then, like, you... Because you'd be so scared of other people killing you in your sleep, you'd have to just avoid people. Unless it's someone you can really trust. Like, if you could seek out a family member, I guess. Right, that's what I was saying. That if it was, like, two or three people, I'd approach them. But, like, the, the bigger the group, like, who knows... Yeah. The riskier it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yeah what, if you showed it to that big group, I mean, most certainly at least one person would be terrified and be like, no, this guy, this guy got to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you go out, <laughs> show them, chat with them. They're like, okay, well, we got to reconvene and huddle on this and then we'll, we'll get back to you in like an hour. <laughs> We'll get back to you. Yeah. And, you know, in that little meeting, like the scrappy guy with the chip on his shoulder is going to be like, we can't trust this guy. Let's take him down. Right. Put him yeah. Down. Exactly. Fucking 
chirping in everybody's ear, getting them all worked up. Yeah, little Jimmy. Um, little Jimmy. Yeah. I'll go take them out right now. Holster <laughs> uh, that weapon, Private. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought, yeah, this telekinesis thing is, is throwing me off because, in theory, if the zombies are your only problem, it's a huge asset. Because you just push oh, them yeah. and rip their head off right away. Right. Um, and I guess you could use it to effectively fly anywhere you want. Like, so you could escape basically any scenario as long as you didn't have to use it for more than an hour. You know, if you say, if I mean, if there was a crowd of like a thousand zombies and you had to like kind of fight them off, even with telekinesis, you know, it could get maybe an, maybe an hour's worth of telekinesis before you get a headache and pass out is, is too long. Maybe it should be like five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Or one. Yeah, something more limiting. Yeah. Um, I, my, I was picturing, you've watched Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had in mind like Eleven's powers where she can... She can use it just in like a quick burst before she starts, like her nose starts bleeding and she passes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Or it's like, or maybe it's, I don't know if it's based on time or just like the extent of what she's doing. Cause I'm, I'm remembering the time when she, uh, lifted those bullies up in the air or whatever, or, or saved the one kid from falling into that gorge and pulled him back. Yeah, you're right. So I think. Yeah, so if it was like uh, the difference between you going to battle with 20 Marines versus one Marine, right? It takes less energy, less of your powers. So you could go against that one person, like throw them yeah. <laughs> a thousand feet versus like 20 people. You can like hold them off. You can make them do something. And then for like five minutes, maybe, and then you got to run. Yeah. Maybe not even five minutes. Yeah, but, that's probably yeah. more a scenario. So, I mean, what? All right, so say it's like that. Like it's you can just be, basically you can just do one like like Jedi force push. You can push them all down, but then that's it. That's then you got to recharge for an hour before you can do it again. Yeah, I'll still hide my powers. Yeah. I don't trust these fools. Don't trust <laughs> anybody. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's it's iffy. It's definitely iffy. Um, yeah, I would, I would absolutely just be like watching them, trying to spy on them for a while <laughs> to see see what they were about. You know. Well, would you have any sort of designated hiding place in the like? Because you know, if they're Marines searching through, like they're pretty well trained at like, you know, going through houses and doing whatever. Like, where would you uh, hide? In the ba- like a basement? Would you get under the under the bed? At that point, I think I would have created something by now. If I was alone for that long and for six months, hold up by myself, I would um, probably have something have close some to like a safe room or whatever, you know, or right. some kind of escape plan. I would have something set up. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, I'm thinking <laughs> the first idea of a hiding space that popped in my head. <laughs> Because I mentioned hiding, because I mentioned hiding under the bed. Under the bed, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but my thing, my thing was like, you go, you, you empty out, you take the mattress, right? You empty out, like you cut a slit in it, in the, in like the side and you pull out some of the filling and you mm-hmm. actually hide, you hide in, in the mattress itself. Right. How's that? I, it's clever. What if they like flipping mattresses? So. Well, you'd still be in it. I mean, as long as it didn't, they didn't notice the slit. Or notice that the mattress weighs like <laughs> 200 pounds. <laughs> Only 180 pounds. Okay, that's not too crazy. <laughs> like, what's, this, mattress, this mattress is lumpy. What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> like poking it, you're poking it, you get tickled, you start laughing. Like, <laughs> Who's comfortable <laughs> sleeping on this bed? Right. Good lord. Oh, I need to pat this out. Someone give me a broom. <laughs> you're poking it, it tickles you. Yeah. Oh, man. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, okay, alright, fine. If they flip they flip the mattress. So you're not going inside of the mattress. I mean, where else are you gonna go? I like, like the I like the creativity though. <laughs> like anything else you think of, they're gonna they're gonna think of too. They all the regular I, I, I mean maybe maybe I'd hide in like a washing machine. <laughs> the dr- oh man. Clothes dryer or something, put some clothes in there and try to creep in there. Okay, because they probably wouldn't open that. No, probably not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Right, but then cover yourself with some clothes. Okay. That's not yeah, bad. Gonna, yeah. I mean, if it's, yeah. If it's a front loading one with a glass door, they'd probably just take a quick look in it. If it's top loading, though, with a lid, like they're going to lift the lid. So, you know. I don't know. It's not a great idea because also then how do you get out? I don't think those things. I don't think you can open those things from the inside. Yeah, that's the scary part. And you'd be trapped in there and die inside. Inside, try That's a bad way to die. Ugh. Long and yeah, slow death. Terrible yeah, death. You're gonna get all sweaty. Um. <laughs> All your, all your, your foot, your foot juice is gonna be leaking everywhere. Foot juice would be there. You definitely have cramps. Like oh, your legs God. would be all cramped up. Oh, yeah, it would stretch out. It would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So At that point, my, you would just hope all of a sudden that. my ma- my mattress idea isn't sounding so bad. Is yeah, I think I would just start making sounds so the zombies came and killed me. Like, <laughs> I, like I can't. Damn. I just can't be in here like this. Yeah, I'll take my chances with the fast zombies. Because <laughs> you know they're just going to reach in and start, like, pull you out, pull your ass out, start biting. Yeah. Yeah, I always go for mm. the neck, too. I don't know why. They just love that. Soft or vulnerable looking. Yeah. I don't know, like that lady touching your neck, see? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. All about those necks. So the lumpy lumpy mattress strategy, preferable to that at least. The lumpy mattress is good. <laughs> it's 
start poking it, you start giggling. Oh, imagine. Uh, Sarge, uh, this mattress is laughing at me. Permission to permission to light it up. Right. Then they just started shooting it. Probably. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't know. I think your earlier strategy of just like running out the back door. Because that you wouldn't even need powers for that. You just run out the back door, double back on them. That's that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Search that house. And then when they leave, you just go back to your your house, your fortified house. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems like the, that seems like the easiest one, the most straightforward. To see what these fools are up to. Yeah. Um, okay, so I put a chance of survival at at least 50-60% with, with the uh, circle back strategy. Uh, lumpy mattress strategy, survival is probably about 5%. Uh, dryer strategy, definitely 0%. I still like I kind of like the lumpy mattress I just want to see it happen but um <laughs> oh god uh I don't know yeah if you if you have the power if you have the hour-long window to use telekinesis I don't know I I feel like I would be so surprised and and happy that there are just people to talk to that all my sense of reason and planning would go out the window and, and I'd have to do you know throwing their guns away talking Maybe even going back with the, I don't know. I might go back with them and just take my chances. I got the superpower. If st stuff starts feeling off, I just leave. Okay, true. These can always just run away. Like, all right, I don't need to be with these guys anymore. Yeah. Private Jimmy wants to kill me, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't need to be here. Yeah. Um... Okay, we can wrap up. Uh, have you, oh, have you watched the new episodes of Black Mirror? Or do you watch that show at all? No, I don't really watch it. No. I mean, Netflix pushes it heavily on me. Even shows that are not even close to being like Black Mirror. No, it's like, play this next. It's like, yeah. I watched that goofy Adam Sandler comedy. And then oh. the next, it was like, oh, up next for you is Black Mirror. I was like... That's, that's not not the same family. Like, come on. Up next, yeah, that's how they get you. Um, well, yeah, we should we should pick something to uh, to review for next episode. Maybe something on. Netflix. Um, what have I seen? Did you? That robot movie was okay. Oh, um, I Am Mother. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, you watch I, that. Well, I read the spoiler for it. Of course you did. Uh, it sounded interesting, but I, I still might watch it. So let's let's pencil that one in for next time. Okay. Uh, so we can wrap up. Uh, yeah. He, uh, you saw Kemba's going to Boston. Kyrie's going Is that to for real? I haven't checked today. I believe so. Kyrie's in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant. So that means D'Angelo's got to be out then. D'Angelo, uh, yeah, they say they're willing to do a sign and trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakers definitely looking at, at that. Um, 
Well, that's what's going on here. The Mavs expect to sign Powell to a 33. Who's Powell? Norman Powell? Mavs expected to sign Dwight Powell to a three-year, $33 million. Why is this the top Oh, score? I know that guy. Why is this huh, the top that's score? Interesting. The this is interesting. This is a center? Dwight Powell, I don't know why that would be a big yeah. deal. Chris Stapps. They're signing Chris Stapps to a five-year deal? Yeah, he's going to get the max deal. They're going to make him a max that player. fucking idiotic. He's going to be injured the rest of his career. We'll see. I mean, he's still pretty young, but it's hard once yeah, you start is. with those lower body injuries as a big man. I mean, he's, yeah. what, seven, seven feet tall, right? Yes, yeah, that guy, that's... Wow, five year, hundred and fifty million. That is crazy. Well, so long, Mavericks. May you always be forgotten. <laughs> and got pack up shop, move to Seattle. God, that is a terrible move. Okay, well, all right, all right. I, you know, I, let's I see. Maybe they'll pay off for them. Maybe they'll win. Maybe I've recently started watching. So the past year, I've gotten into Shark Tank. Um, and I do. Have you seen that? I like it when it like I. I have no idea when it's on or you know yeah, it's when it's regularly on. But whenever I'm like in a hotel room, like at my parents' house, yeah. it always I always seem to find it, and I definitely <laughs> stop and watch. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I think I, I really like Mark Cuban on that show. I think he's he's pretty interesting. He seems pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, they're gonna have to take the this Mavericks away from him because that is keeps making these ridiculous deals. Ugh. I don't know. I mean, the way Chris Stapps was playing before he got injured, I could see a max deal, but. We don't I mean, know what he's been he doing. Not, if he could, I mean, I guess they're banking on him just being really young and just like, you know, we'll get some good goodness out of him. <laughs> some goodness out of him. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that if that expression was gonna fly at all. <laughs> I was gonna sneak that in. <laughs> Yeah, put that in like I stuck into that mantra. Made it all <laughs> Just as smoothly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, let's wrap up. Uh, no, closing it's... thoughts? No. Eat something green. Eat something green. Stay out of mattresses oh, and man. dryers. Stay oh, yeah. That's for sure. Stay out of that stuff, man. They're, they're not uh, for playtime. Not for the play play. <laughs>